Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Is that a bombshell? Well, I'm going to carve that out and crawl inside. And then I become the bomb. It's high noon for Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. Guys, please... Follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. And take two seconds and go on the Apple Podcasts app and review it. Leave me a rating. Would really appreciate it. Thanks. All right. So I went and voted yesterday at the Hollywood Bowl of all places. Uh, I didn't get to go to any concerts there this year, which is one of my favorite things to do in Los Angeles because of course the China plague means that we can never have fun again as it kills one or two out of every thousand people who get it overall. And that's with the overcounting. And the fact that almost all the people who died, died a long time ago and are no longer dying. Look at the curve. It's like zero. But as I said, they will continue to try to scare us. So there's no Hollywood Bowl this year except for voting. So I drove on over there. Parking was easy. Getting in was easy. On the way in, I passed a table for the atrocious Nithya Raman or Raman, Raman, Ram, it's not Raman like the noodle, Raman, Nithya Raman. I think that that's probably right. And by the way, I wasn't trying to be uh, disrespectful there. Um, and uh, David Ryu, who is uh, less awful than Nithya. So they have little campaign tables right outside the entrance. And I think that that is deplorable behavior. If they were closer, of course, they'd be breaking electioneering laws. 
But since you have to walk past them on the way in, apparently they're not because they're far enough away. It's absurd. Anyway, so uh, I go in. The guy's like, here's some hand sanitizer. And I said, do I have to use that? And he goes, no. I'm like, well, then I'm fine. And so I go over to the uh, little desk. I have my mail-in ballot in hand. I also have my in-person check-in card in hand. So, you know, most of us got both of those things. And, of course, people will have mailed their ballots in. And they have a system where you can check to make sure that your ballot was received. And then if it wasn't, you can go vote in person, which is good. But then California has like a couple extra weeks just to get your ballot or harvest your ballot, which they do. You don't believe me about these voting problems. Listen to the episode from over the weekend where I interview Pete Peterson, who is a professor at Pepperdine who ran for the California Secretary of State position in 2014. He knows what he's talking about. And, shocker, so do I. So I walk over to the table. I hand her my in-person voting card. And I said about my mail-in ballot, should I just, should I like rip this up? And she goes, no, 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 we can take it and, uh, and then just verify that it can't be used. I said, okay. I think I'm just going to go rip it up, though. And she said, all right. And then I rip it, and then the voting sticker rips. And she's like, oh, well, now you can't have your sticker. Like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, no sticker. Like, I'm two. So she asked me, you know, to verify my name. And she asks me for the year of my birth, which is actually probably a a better system than what they used to use. And so I was right on those things. I pull out my ID and I'm like, yeah, see here, I'm this guy right here. And uh, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to put that up. Uh, I, you, you know, I can't ask you for that. Oh, that's so good that you're making sure you can't take IDs. Got it. Uh, anyway, so I, I go over to the machine. They give you a piece of paper and you go over to the machine and you go through the touch screen and enter all your selections while the paper is in the machine. It spits it out so you can check your selections. And all your selections are pasted, or I mean p- pasted, printed in, you know, black block lettering. It's bold. And part of that so people can see it. I'm not being ridiculous here. But also everybody can see it. And also the vote is no longer private at that point. It's not a secret ballot if someone can read off the answers. And it says Donald Trump right up there at the top. So you put the paper back in. The machine supposedly counts it on a satellite somewhere. And then there's the paper record that I don't have part of. So. The old way, when you used to have to ink all the little dots as you go down your card, unless someone's paying extreme attention, they can't just read the name of who you voted for. And then also you would have like this little thing that they rip off at the bottom, which is 
you know, your ticket with the number that corresponds to that paper, like that's your proof that you voted the way you did, right? So that's gone. And, uh, you know, I finish up and I walk my way out and then they were like, do you want a different sticker? And no, no, thank you. I don't need a sticker. I'm not going to selfie myself. Selfie my selfie. So, I mean, overall voting was a, uh, a totally decent experience. I'm not complaining. I'm only pointing out that, like, California has way too many systemic problems with their process. There are too many places that fraud and manipulation can happen. And as I said to, to Professor Peterson over the weekend, it's like all these, all these new little regulations, all these changes, every one of them introduces fraud rather than re- reduces it. There should be no opportunity to have your ballot not count, to have it manipulated in some way. And all the policies that they make should be in that direction. Every policy should be in the service of guaranteeing ballot security and the integrity of your vote. Like, sorry, there's no argument to be made that these these myths and fantasies about increasing participation should be done at the expense of the integrity of the vote. It's absolutely insane. Okay. So I don't want to, I already spent too much time on that. God damn it. Maybe today will be a long one, but I hope not. I'm trying guys. I'm trying. So last night, Tucker Carlson devoted the entire hour of his show to interviewing Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky is a former business partner of Hunter Biden and Hunter's company, Jim Biden, Joe's brother, and Joe Biden. He was partners with all of them. He met Joe Biden to be vetted at the Chateau Marmont right here in Los Angeles. And then the company that they set up with Bobolinsky as the CEO was dealing directly with the Communist Party of China a company that is run by the Communist Party of China. It's called CEFC. So the idea that Joe Biden has never discussed business with his children or with, uh, with Hunter or with his brother Jim, as he said in the decades prior, is nonsense. It's complete nonsense. It is an out-and-out lie. It is an objective lie. The man that people are voting for right now is lying, obviously, about selling his influence to our foreign adversaries. Again, I said last week, and I said, I think on Monday, the concern here is not about sex tapes of Hunter Biden or his drug addiction. The concern is that the man, a party, and all of the old guard 
wants us to elect is absolutely 100% compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, our biggest, like the biggest threat to the world, and Joe Biden is in their pocket, and people we know are prepared to vote for him. So if you haven't watched this interview, you absolutely must, even if it means you turn off my show and don't listen today or don't listen ever again. Honestly, this like watching this interview is more important. Okay. Bobolinsky says in no uncertain terms that he asked Jim Biden, Hey, how are you guys like getting away with this? Like, couldn't this be a problem if Joe runs in, you know, for, for 2020 or just even the bad press that occur? Like, how are you guys getting away with this? And Jim Biden's answer was quote, plausible deniability. Okay. That right there should be enough for anyone. So not only do we have records, real records, this man is a military veteran. He has already turned the emails and the text messages over to the FBI. The news organizations know this. They are not covering it because they know what it is. There's no more denying this. It cannot be denied. He is a wealthy man, a CEO in good standing from a military family. He is telling the truth. And then how about this? Okay. There is a recording that they played during the interview between Tony Bobulinski and a man named Rob Walker, who has worked with the Bidens for decades and was another partner in this company, Sina Hawk Holdings, that Bobolinsky was brought in so he could serve as CEO. So one of the partners in the business, a guy who has known the Bidens for decades and worked with them, Tony Bobolinsky called him to say, if you guys don't come out, if Adam Schiff doesn't come out and say that this laptop is not Russian disinformation, then I am going to go to the FBI and to the media with all of this. And in response, Rob Walker says, you're going to bury us all. You're going to bury us all. What do you think that means? So they knew, Joe knew, Hunter knew, and their other partner, James Gilliard, knew. And Jim, of course, Joe's first bag man, Hunter being his second. They all knew that Tony Bobolinsky was going to come forward with this and that he has the records. He has the text messages and he has the emails. And their response was not to retract the statement. 
Because why would they? Then they would have to tell all these Biden voters that they're lying. So they would rather have the media and the social media companies cover this up for them. Because they know they're going to make it simply by not appearing in the New York Times and the Washington Post and on CNN. They're making it possible for Biden's voters to just continue calling people who are smarter than them stupid. And then feeling like they are the smart one because they know that this firsthand information and hard evidence is Russian disinformation. And they know it's Russian disinformation because Adam Schiff and 50 former intelligence officials with no knowledge of the situation, none whatsoever, said that it might be. So let me read this one again and remind you. This is a quote from the letter from the 50 former intelligence officials. We want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post by President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, are genuine or not, and that we do not have evidence of Russian involvement, just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. That is them admitting that they have no evidence to be saying this. Tony Bobolinsky has direct evidence, verified direct evidence of what he's saying. And once again, the Biden campaign does not dispute any of it. They have not denied any of it. They just simply say, well, 50 former intelligence officials said that it sounds like it might be Russian. Adam Schiff is a liar and a fraud. Like one of the greatest things about the red wave that I believe and hope is coming is that that dude is going to get fully exposed and that dude is going to go down in flames. You can see the evil on his face. And so Rob Walker said that, you know, we're not going to be able to do that. And he said, you're going to bury us all. Listen to the clip. Watch the interview. It is unfathomable that anyone can pretend to care about this country and vote for Joe Biden after watching that. And so, of course, they won't watch it. Because they don't want to feel bad. Because they get so much credit for their very smart view. And they like feeling good. And they like looking smart to similarly stupid people. I don't know if I mentioned this, but someone the other day, I think I'm going to start doing a segment of the dumbest responses I got. And just start talking about how people defend themselves against this nonsense. So the other day, 
this guy said, I'm pretty good at discerning information. I'm like, what? No, you're not. You literally only go to the set of newspapers and sources that the people you think are better than you somehow say are okay. That's honestly like the bizarro world, total opposite of intellectual work. And so these people are either too stupid, too scared, or too lazy. There is no excuse at this point for being this ignorant. But that wasn't even the dumbest thing I've got since then. People are somehow under the impression that this information cannot be verified because last year, the corrupt part of the intelligence community told Rudy Giuliani that he might get exposed to Russian disinformation while, by the way, they knew that they had this computer and that it had exculpatory evidence for the president's impeachment trial and they sat on it. What do you think all that was for? Why did they warn him? Do you think it's because they were worried that Rudy might just believe something dumb? We have a man who is putting his life on the line to bring this information to light. A man who is successful, former military, very smart, and you can look at him. He sure looks honest. He sure sounds honest. The other media outlets could interview him and press his case and vet him themselves for the public, but they're not doing it. And why aren't they doing it? If they saw problems in what his story was last night to Tucker Carlson, they could easily get in touch with him and ask those questions. Tony Bobulinski's made no indication that Tucker Carlson is the only place he will appear. He did a press conference by himself last week that they also ignored. There's no doubt that Tony Bobulinski's story is true. The fact that the intelligence community says they told Rudy last year that he might receive Russian disinformation is utterly meaningless. And again, none of this matters because no one is disputing that the emails and the pictures and the videos and the text messages are real. No one is disputing that. They have proof. They have it verified. The director of national intelligence and the department of justice both say that there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that this was Russian disinformation. The only evidence they point to 
is the letter from the 50 former intelligence agencies or intelligence officials, sorry, that says in the content of the letter that they have no evidence. You need to watch this interview if you have not. You need to get the people around you to watch this interview. It is unimaginable how important this is. The fact that the media and social media are keeping this a secret should scare the hell out of everyone. The guy who's running for president of the United States had secret foreign dealings with the Chinese Communist Party. And it is proven and the media won't cover it. Tech is trying to shut it down. And everyone has to go on and pretend like it didn't happen. Or else the oppressive culture that we have created in service of this will take your job or your livelihood or your reputation. Those are the stakes. And we're pretending that not liking Donald Trump's voice is a good reason to ignore it. Another friend of mine, I'm not sure which one's dumber. You guys can vote on it. But he was like, Tucker Carlson's a hack and he's biased. Like, so what? Is Tony Bobolinsky biased or dishonest? And then he brings up the ridiculous claim that I've heard so many times throughout this period that in a court case, Tucker Carlson's lawyer argued that the entirety of the show was not meant as objective news and that not everything Tucker Carlson says should be taken as a statement of fact or serious. And of course, it's not. Believing that that is not a valid defense in court. And this isn't the first time this whole this whole slight has been used. Anyone in media would want their lawyer to say that. And I'm sure that every media case like this that has ever gone before a court has had that argued. That doesn't somehow invalidate everything that appears on the man's program. He also said he's a terrible journalist. Well, that's not true. Tucker Carlson may well be the only journalist left on television. The fact is that these people do not care about what the truth is. They care about being right and they care about maintaining their self-image and their social image. And there is nothing else. You don't have time. You don't have time to watch this. Tucker Carlson is going to hurt you. No, I'm sorry. At this point, you are abandoning your country. The fact that you can be told this by people who you care about and then still deny it and call them crazy is so far beyond the pale. These Biden supporters, they just want to feel smart. You have to stop letting them think and stop thinking yourself, by the way, that they know more than you or that they are smarter than you 
because they have a certain social position or they're a celebrity or they wear nice clothes or you know that their job makes them a lot of money. None of those things imply intelligence or morality. None of them do. They are not better than you. You might not remember all the facts, but if you're searching for truth and finding it and keeping your mind open about how you might have gotten good and evil wrong at some point in your life, which we all have done, then you are way smarter and way better morally than these people are. And I'll even add the caveat right now. Because I don't think that they're all bad people. And I've said many times that I don't think that they're irredeemable. But right now, you do not need to give these people moral or intellectual ground. People don't argue with articles, okay? That is an appeal to authority. And the fact is, they probably didn't read the article in the first place, and if they did, they certainly didn't read something contrary and try to figure out which source is lying to them. You do not need to be made to feel like you have to defend your knowledge or your character to these people. And if they try to make you feel like you are a bad person, understand them as a bad person and do not give them an inch. And I'm not saying be mean at all. Cut the conversation off if you think they're hopeless. There's no time for them right now. And I also just want to say, by the way, Dan Bongino makes a great point on this. And guys, Dan Bongino is on top of shit. Like, if you like my podcast, you should listen to his as well. The dude is a genius. He does his homework and he knows what he's talking about. He breaks this stuff down so well. He's like a, uh, a human debunking machine. He's fantastic. But he makes the point that like, you don't know what is going to happen in the next five or six days. Okay. So if you know who you're voting for and you feel like that's not going to shift, if you're in a place that has early in-person voting, make use of it, go do it. Don't wait for election day because if you go on election day, and by the way, I love voting on election day. But, but this is what Bongino says, and I'm convinced that he is right. He was like, this is not the year for tradition or being at the polling places or anything like that. You can drive past your polling place on election day if it makes you feel good. But this is not the year for tradition. This is the year you can make sure that your vote gets counted in case something disruptive comes up in your life between now and Tuesday in case the lines on Tuesday are really long or the voting center is having quote unquote problems. And there's another thing, by the way, 
when you reduce the number of voting centers and make the ones that you have bigger, if one voting center has a problem, the effect of that problem is much more severe. So add that to the list of absolute debacles in the California voting process. But yeah, go, go early. I like tradition too. I'll do it next election. I've done it before. And then finally, there's also the possibility that if you're in a Democratic run city, in a Democratic run state, and by that I mean the mayor and the governor, with two Democratic senators, like the true blue states, California, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, New York, Massachusetts, Maryland, New Jersey, those ones in particular. And especially if you're in a city, go do it. What's happening in Philadelphia right now is absurd. I said yesterday, I'm going to say it again. Philadelphia is one of the main centers for voter fraud in the country. And they are doing it again, and they are trying to do it again, which is why they're trying not to have poll watchers, and that will hopefully be overturned in the Supreme Court in short order. But there are riots and looting now in Philadelphia. There are people wheeling washers and dryers out of Walmart on a hand truck. That's not for justice, and it's not because, quote-unquote, black lives matter. Obviously, actual black lives do matter. But black lives matter, the organization is tied to Antifa and to the Democrat Party, and they are a domestic terror organization. And they are a voting fraud organization. And so now there are all these riots. You think people are going to want to go out of their homes to go vote? course not. But like I said, we're going to get a race issue this week. So there we go. And what are they mad about this time? A person with a knife who police officers are telling, drop the knife, drop the knife, who then runs at them with the knife and they shoot him. And people think this is an issue of justice. That that man shouldn't have been shot. He was warned by the police. He ran at them with a knife. Oh, but, you know, like he just had a knife and they had guns. So it wasn't really a fair fight. Well, no shit. It's not supposed to be a fair fight. Police are putting their lives on the line every day. They represent the just use of force in maintaining the state. The law is on their side. No one who submits 
to arrest or not no one. I'm sure it's happened before, but virtually no one who is submitting to arrest is gunned down by police. The man was charging at them with a knife. You think a knife is weak? What if it was your throat? What if you were out in one of these cities and a crazy person starts running at you with a knife? You out there by yourself, them running at you with a knife. What do you do? Well, the first thing you do is wish that you had a firearm on you and that you knew how to use it. But since you don't have that, maskies, you run. You run as fast as you can and you hope that the crazy man with a knife does not catch up to you because you're quite aware that knives can fucking kill you. And that also means that they can kill a cop. And so let's say it's not your throat. Let's say that cop is your brother or your father or your sister or your son or your daughter. What about their throat? Is their throat okay? Should he be allowed to cut their throat? Yeah, but they have guns. Yeah, for situations exactly like this. And of course, we have the good Democrats justifying violence, justifying looting, and repeating communist slogans to one another. Spray painting death to America on buildings. Not kidding, Americans writing death to America. This is the case that they chose to use. A completely, it seems, justified act of self-defense by the police. Philadelphia is a very important place for people to be voting. So are these other cities. I'm not saying these rallies will grow or this protesting will grow, but there's a damn good chance. And the amount of disinformation that's being spread right now is going to cause society to erupt next week. Unless Donald Trump wins in a landslide, or I suppose Joe Biden could, but let's be realistic. The only reason that people believe Joe Biden is leading anywhere, anywhere at all, is because of the media polls. All right. That is not the only piece of information that we have. The amount of signs we see. The amount of people attending the rallies, the amount of people that you know in your own personal life who have changed from being lifelong Democrats or kind of independents into faithful Trump supporters. How about that for some knowledge? 
But instead, we're meant to believe the, com- the like the Lincoln Project commercials. And then the other little organization called Republican Voters Against Trump. We're supposed to believe that these people represent a wide swath of Americans who you hated before, but now they agree with you and they're part of the family. And you believe that there's a lot of these people while Trump enjoys a 96% approval rating in the Republican Party. You think there's a wave of former Republicans who are sick of Trump right now after they got after he got three conservative judges, 300 lower court judges, after he reduced taxes, after he kept us out of foreign wars, while everything he does is in service of American freedom over authoritarian control, and while the other party does the exact opposite thing, not to mention the media hiding obvious corruption and sedition, if not treason. That's crazy. There's not some wave of Republicans that exists that can't wait to vote for Joe Biden. It doesn't matter how many commercials they have. It doesn't matter how many former Republicans and fake conservatives they put on CNN and MSNBC. It doesn't matter how many corrupt intelligence and military officials, former, tell you that Donald Trump is a bad guy. Doesn't matter what Anthony Scaramucci says. Look at reality. Republicans aren't doing that. Independents aren't doing that. Republican registrations are up all over the country. Republicans are voting early in higher numbers than they ever have before. Meanwhile, the Democrats are trying to change the rules of voting still right now. All over the place. They're sending Barack Obama out in the last week, not to give any substantive campaign message, because, of course, there is no substantive campaign message from the Biden campaign. No one knows what they stand for at all, except for being not Trump. They're doing all of this while hiding Joe from the media His handlers are literally pulling him away from cameras at this point. But we're meant to believe on the polling alone that what we have is a imminent Biden landslide. There is a poll out today from ABC News and The Washington Post that has Biden up plus 17 In Wisconsin, Reuters has him up nine. Marquette has him up five. Trafalgar has Biden up plus one. So the lowest on the real clear politics, most recent polls for Wisconsin is Biden plus one. The highest is Biden plus 17. 
Now, we both know that these can't both be right. ABC News and the Washington Post, plus 17, surveyed 789 likely voters. Their margin of error is 4%. And they have Biden at 57% to Trump's 40. Now, that's not even 1,000 people in Wisconsin with a four-point margin of error. And we can look up and see Trafalgar whose information was taken in two days, whereas uh, ABC Washington Post was taken over six days. So in two days, Trafalgar was able to survey 1,082 likely voters. Their margin of error was 2.9. And they have Biden up plus one. To think that Biden could actually be up 17 in a state where Trump draws 40,000 person rally crowds is utterly insane. Remember, remember back in 2016, people complained about Hillary for going to visit Georgia, thinking that she could somehow swing Georgia blue and ignoring Michigan and Wisconsin. And that was said to be one of the biggest errors of her campaign. Right? Joe Biden isn't going anywhere. He did a four-person event in Georgia. I think he did something in Florida. He might go to Texas to show everybody that the Biden campaign is strong. As he walks down the steps to a small yard with white circles painted on the grass so that people could all be in their special safe zones. How many people do you think are left in the country that are so horrified of COVID or so fucking stupid and blinded by the media that Biden could be up 17 anywhere? It mattered that Hillary didn't go places. That was the big failure of her campaign. Of course, that's not a failure now. Now that's a strategy, a strategy for the for the covid horrified. That ain't a strategy at all. That is a strategy of keeping that demented, corrupt, crazy motherfucker from never having to see actual voters. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm your moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack. I'm your moderator.substack.com where you can donate or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching be reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Batting as moderator for tonight's broadcast.
In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!